Praise the Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another wonderful, awesome, amazing day in, the, in, the, in, the, in our lives. Um, mothers, happy Mother's Day. Um, those that have moms, go hug them, go l call them, do whatever you got to do. Because um, where I am with my, is where my mom is home with the Lord, so I can't do that. So if your mom is still living, um, call her, hug her, do whatever you got to do, but go see your mom and tell her that you love her. As a matter of fact, um, let, me show you, let me show you what you need to go do um, to your mom. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I love that video. That reminds me of my little kids saying, Daddy, 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 Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. And so it's, it's yeah, let me see if I can continue. Um, we're in a series called Power and Authority. Um, let's pray. Pray with me, God. Let your name drop your hand for a fresh time of preaching. Pray with me, God. Let your name drop your hand for a fresh time of word. Pray with me, God. Let your name drop your hand. Revive your servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit. I pray, God, for transparency. They might see through me to your son, your father. And faith is stop your servant. Please send your servant to reach your son. I'm going to show him the way Because, God, that is nothing about me. It's simply all about you. God, simply all about you. And that speaks nothing about me. Lord, I pray for three things this morning. I pray for challenge. I pray for conviction. Lord God, I pray for spiritual change. Where people are challenged and contradicted by your word, they will be changed by the same power, that same word. Let your spirit have it's in Jesus' name we pray. Lord, I pray you cut off an opportunity in that fight, O Lord of my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, we're getting a series called Power and Authority for the next eight weeks. Um, and we, the first sermon we call was The Power of a Godly Woman. Um, and the word power is a noun. It means the ability or capacity to do something or act in a particular way. The capacity or ability to direct or influence behavior of others or the current course of action. Your power of speech. I will do whatever my power to help you. Um, I've often te teach here at this church that women have power and then men, next one, have authority. Authority is the power or right to give orders, make decisions, enforce obedience, the power to influence others, especially because of one's commanding manner or one's recognition, recognized knowledge about something. 
He has the natural authority of one who is used to being obeyed. Now, power is given. Power is, is, is something that you receive given. Authority is something you receive. Okay? I received the authority as the head of my house. God gave women power. Now, we, now granted, men have power. We have power in dominion. But God gave women power. And because of we both have power, but God gave me, but because of the power, the household and the family gives the man authority. Okay? Now, last week's sermon was called The Power of a Godly Woman. This week's sermon is called The Passion of a Godly Woman. The word passion is a noun. It's strong and barely controllable emotion. A state of outburst of strong emotion. It means when I'm passionate about something, you're going to know it. I mean, um, um, for instance, you have a wife today. You don't get, you don't get the, um, the Mother's Day card. She's going to passionately let you know she didn't get her Mother's Day card. <laughs> she don't get no flowers or some cookies or some chocolates. She gonna, you're going gonna to be passionately aware that, that, that you made a mistake today. Somebody say, Mother, say amen. <laughs> be like me. I took mine out last night, so I'm good. We're gonna we're gonna, we gonna go to Sonic <laughs> after church. We took it business last night in Jesus' name. I, and I bought the candy last week, <laughs> so I'm good. I just gotta get a little card and be straight. So I don't want no passion. I don't. Want, I want the wrong. I don't want the wrong type of passion on this day. <laughs> so passion is a very strong thing. And today I'm going to show you a, teach you a story real, real briefly. I'm going to get you guys out of here so you can go to um, brunch with your wife. Um, this is a great story. It's in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. It says, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah, saying, Your third husband is dead. Now, historians say that this is the wife of Obadiah. Obadiah was the prophet when Jezebel put an a, a, a attack on all of the, of the prophets to kill him. A lot of them was, was hidden at Obadiah's house. And being there was great cost to Obadiah. Obadiah died, and that bill was left at Obadiah's house. While he was a prophet, they, used him, they didn't bother him. But once he died, the text says, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, your servant Obadiah, and the creditors is coming to take my two sons to be their slaves. In Levitical law, it's stated in Leviticus, Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 29 that if you owe someone's money, they can take your son, take your child until the year of Jubilee, and they have to work for them for seven years, until whatever the year is, then in the seventh year, they give your child back. But your child must go work for them for those amount of years until um, they, can be, they, can be, they can be released. Make sure that's the right, the right scripture, the right um, Leviticus. Yes, 25-29. Leviticus 25-29. Um, tells you that scripture. Now, when she cried out, that was a lamenting cry. The word, it, it, it's a cry that, that, that's driven by emotions. It, it's, it's a loud, driven with emotions and is at times coupled with other physical responses. The loudness of such a cry is not for the sake of being heard from a great distance, but because of the what? Extreme need for urgent help while in a desperate situation. She was going off. 
And so what this woman did, the first thing, a woman of passion knows how to lean in. She leaned. She said, listen here. I don't got time <laughs> for nothing. My kid, my son's about to be taken from me. Preacher, help me out. And she leaned into it. She came running, yelling, screaming with emotion and passion, saying, my child, you know what my husband did for you. When the prophets were being attacked, my husband took care of you guys, and now I'm in this situation, and you must help me. Look at look in, 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 in Psalms. Psalms 37 says this here. Look at those who are honest and good. For a wonderful future awaits those who love peace. But the rebellious will be destroyed. They have no peace. The Lord rescues the who? He is their fortress in times of what? The Lord helps them, rescuing them from the wicked. He saves them, and they find shelter in him. One reason that um, I love this story, it shows a mom who was intent, who was passionate about saving her son. She didn't go to the cradle. Where'd she go? She went to the man of God. She went to the Lord. And next time, next time I want to show you. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? She said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Reminds me of what happened in Acts chapter, in Acts, uh, next slide, Acts, Acts, faith is trusting what? The prophets weren't rich. The prophets didn't have no money. Why the world she run into a prophet was broke? But she had faith in God. Peter said, silver and gold have I, have I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, of Nazareth, rise from the dead. A lot of us can be at the end of our, our rope, but not at the end of our, end of our hope. She had, she did her rope, but she still had hope that if I come to the man of God, who serves the living God, he'll make a way out of nowhere. You ever been in a spot where, where nothing, the only thing that could help you was God? Anybody been there? There was no other way. There's no other way around it without God stepping in. Well, a godly woman also is how to listen up. They lean in and they listen up. Look, 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 look at the text. He says, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. Strange request. Why do I need to go buy some, why do I need to go borrow empty jars? Verse 5. Next one. Okay, I didn't see it. Must be another one. Okay, and when, and, oh, good. And when you have come in, you should do what? And then pour, in, pour into all those vessels and set aside the full one. Here, here, here's what's critical for me. There are some things in life you can only do by yourself. He said, go borrow the vessels, take them in the house, you have more, do what? Shut the door. Too many times when God is going to deal with us, we want to bring everybody involved. But a lot of times, God wants to just deal with you. He says, come in here, shut the door. Next verse, I have something else for you. I saw this quote. This is, I, like, I love this quote. When God pushes you to the edge, trust him fully, 
either he will catch you or what? <laughs> Isn't that pretty cool? I got, I got, so I got some wings coming because he's always pushing me to the edge. <laughs> um, this look, look what the word of God says next. A woman of passion knows how to do what? She knows how to lean in. She knows how to hear God. Verse, verse, verse five says. So she went from him and what? Did she have a prayer meeting? She called her friends. Did she debate about it? No, 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 no. She stepped out on faith and did exactly what the man of God said. Um, my mother. No, no, I'm gonna praise you guys. Praise you. Just, just keep going. Um, in my family, um, there's two sides of our family. But my great 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 grandfather's name Arthur. Arthur had nine kids, seven girls, and two boys. One of the sons was named Rufus, one was named Stanford. The Stanfords, the Stanfords were all gangsters. Moonshiners, you know, just just bad people. Rufus were Jesus freaks. Preachers, deacons, bishops, priests, just that's it. It's amazing. Nine kids, two boys, one went the gangster, one went holy. I'm on, I'm a Stanford side. So my whole family on my Stanford side been to jail. Everybody in that whole line, you've been to jail. Everybody. Everybody in that line been to jail. Okay. Rufus side, everybody preaches. Good people. Well, my mother found out about it. She said, oh, no. Devil is a lie. Not my son. And so she ran and moved me from North Carolina, from that influence, and put me in the city. My, my grandma told her, be special. She's going to be a preacher at five years old. I, preached my, I, I started preaching at five years old. Tomorrow. In, Cherry Hill, in Cherry Hill, Michigan Baptist Church, in Rocky Mount, Calvary, Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Little boy standing stand on, stand on, 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 a, on, a, on a little stump, preaching, a little bit of mic. It was wood, back in those days, it was a, it was a church with dirt, wood floors, one big fan, <laughs> and a little boy preaching. That was me, and um, and and she said, "Keep him close, close to God." My mother worked twelve hours a day at the post office, and she would keep me in private school because they told her. And, and this was the first they told my mom, "Why are you working so hard? He's going to be a bum. It's in the bloodline. Why are you?" trying to escape what's going to happen anyway. Anybody ever told you that? Why are you trying to stop the inevitable? He's going to be in trouble. He's going to, because the bloodline is, is ruined. Nobody in that line has amounted to anything. What makes you think just your son going to be any different? But my mom eked out on faith as a 20-year-old 20 20-year-old 20 woman Left, moved to New York, got a job at the post office, shut the door, and raised her child to make sure that this child was not going to be in that saint. Now, the bad part about it, I did dangle, I did dangle in it because it was in the blood. But I'm glad that there was, there was, there was some more blood. 
How you know, how you know this is, there's some blood that's bigger than yours, that's thicker than your blood? The blood of Jesus. That blood was stronger than my, than my DNA. And when I met the Lord, the whole thing changed. When my mother made it up her mind, she was going to take me in there and shut the door and put so much life into me. I mean, I don't remember not wearing a suit. I went to school, Demandre, I, I went to school, Dick Demandre, from kindergarten to 12th grade with a shirt and tie every day. Every single day. From kindergarten, my kin- I went to a private kindergarten where you had to wear a shirt and tie. And I went to school where you had to wear the plaid pants with the solid sweater with the plaid tie and the white shirt. And I grew up in the hood. So can you imagine wearing plaid pants? It was, it was, it was, it was, burg- it was burgundy plaid pants, burgundy sweater, plaid tie, white shirt, walking through the projects. How many you know how many know how, how many you know I I learned how to fight at an early age. <laughs> no pictures digging for no pictures digging for no. I have no all those pictures have been destroyed. But my mother, she she leaned in. She heard from God tell her, do not let him be an alien. And she stepped out. She was the first one in my family to leave North Carolina. And she was a woman. But Levi says, not my child. There are mothers in this room today who've done things that says, not my child. They leaped out. They stepped out and said, no, no, that's not my kid. And you've done things and your kids are here and living today because you have stepped out on faith and done some things that, that people said wouldn't work. Look, look at the next verse. The next verse says here, beloved, stop worrying. This is so cool. When was the last time God failed you? When was the last time God was too late? When was the last time he never, he ever, he, he left you alone? Guess what? Never. Your father has everything under control. He won't fail you now or tomorrow or what? Or what? The issue is, he's not going to let you down. Now, it may not come in your timing. But he's not going to let you down. It may not come when you think it, when you want to, but he will not let you down. The next verse, this thing says, now it came to pass. When the vessel was full, that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. Said to what? There was none vessel, so they all did what? Every jar in the house was full. Verse, verse 7 says, then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the all, pay your what? And you and your son live on the way. Now, olive oil was major money. I'm talking major money. Here this woman got a house full of olive oil that she didn't have to go crush or make that's worth a mint. He probably gave her enough money to last for the rest of her life. I found this quote. Lord, I surrender my heart to you. I give you what? My what? Which what? Please what? How many of us have been there? 
you know, and one thing about one thing about God. I need God when it doesn't make sense to need God. See, a lot of people call on God when it's bad. I need God when it's good. How do you know when it goes good? That's when, that's when you make the biggest mistakes. Because you forget God. So I pray for God. God, if things are going good, let me surrender it all to you. Because I already know you're going to be there for my disappointments. I, 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 I know that. It's when I'm thinking I'm on autopilot and I'm okay. That's when I need God to really be by my side. I got a verse for you real quick. That's, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, he is my rock and my what? He's my what? I shall not be moved. And God is my salvation. And my what? The rock of my what? This is saying, listen, nothing in life is about me. It's about God. And my refuge is in what? Not my money, not my stuff, not my car, not my, not my none of that matters to me. Because why? Trust in the Lord. At all times, you people, pour out of your heart before him. God is a what? The thing that gets me most about this new church age, we try to make God a credit card. We pull him out when when we're short. God's not a credit card. He's a rock. He's a defense. He's a refuge. God is there at all times. And when you step out on God, God steps. I, I, I think I got another cool quote I got. Um, this, this is so cool. God doesn't work according to what? He doesn't operate according to what? His ways are what? He may not show up for you today or tomorrow, but he'll show up what? For his will in your life. Never too early. What? Trust him. He'll what? That's the God you serve. That's the God you serve. Now, that may not be the emotional stand up, spin around five times, touch your neighbor. That may not be that. But how do you know when, when you by yourself and ain't, ain't no neighbor to touch? You need that God that you know you can trust. When you are at your end. And, and you at the end of your hope, you're all in your rope, and you try to find hope. You need a God that you can count on, a God that's been solid and consistent every single time. Because guess what? When the tears start coming down, and it doesn't make sense, you need a God that is steadfast, unmovable. That would tell you, remember, I've never left you nor forsake you. If you hold on and hold out, I'll show up just when you need me. That's the kind of God you need—a God of substance. A God of a bunch of uh, emotional cliches is not, is not the God I want to teach you about. I want to teach you about a solid God who will be there for you when everyone else fails. I've been doing, I've been doing this for a minute. Because I want to show you a clip. Sometimes this, this is what you got to do. Um, sometimes when it comes to following God.
There are times in life you can't see them, but you got to what? You got to step out. You got to lean out. And I don't know who's here who's standing at that, 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 that place of faith. And you're going, God, I don't have faith. Saw he grabbed his chest, he was scared. But he heard his dad about to die. And you're at your wits, and you're at your last piece. If you don't make this move, it's going to be devastating. At that time, you got to reach down deep and say, God, I trust you. And walk that leap of faith. Because here's the good thing about God. God likes to show off when you show up. See, we live in a society where prove it, then I'll do it. God said, no, 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 no. Do it, and then I'll prove it. Show me you trust me watch what I do for you. Show me you believe in me and watch what I do for you. Show me that, 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 that I am all you have and watch what I do for you. When you stake out, he'll never what? Let you down. Faith. Faith. I've been doing this for, I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I've had some good days. I've had some bad days. But you know what? I will never leave the Lord. He's been an amazing God for me. He's been the greatest thing in the world. I mean, but you got to lean in. You got to listen up. And you got to do what? You got to leap out. Somebody here is struggling. You're going, no, nah, I don't know. This God stuff. The Bible never once says what? Over and over, it says what? Already what? Until you decide to turn the whole thing to God, nothing will work out. And listen, I'm not saying this to you that you can go and say, at my house, there's a brand new Bentley. At my house, a brand new Cadillac. At my house, a brand new. No, that's not how the God I know works. God, I know how he works. According to the Bible, he gives me peace that surpasses all understanding. You ever been in life where, where all hell is breaking loose, but you just smiling because you knew that somehow God was going to make a way out of nowhere? You know when, no, you, 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 you didn't know how in the world it was going to happen, but God did, God made it work? That's what I'm here to tell you this morning. Women of passion, ladies, there's no great example of that but you. You're passionate. You're powerful. Keep trusting God. Keep trusting God. Stop worrying about the how. Just walk out on God. Yes, it's scary and it's terrifying. But you know what? Having fun. <laughs> living, living a life of faith is none but fun. I don't know what tomorrow going to bring. You know what? I do know who holds tomorrow. As long as I put myself in him, Tanya, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. You know what? Because he promised never to leave me, never to forsake me. I just got to.
rest to him. Let the rest take care of itself. So this morning, you're at that wall. You can't see your way clear. You got to make the step. Today's your day to make the step. Today's your day to start trying to figure out how am I going how I how am I going to do this? Today's day for you to say, God, I trust you, and I'm stepping out. This morning, you've been in church, and you know church, and you've done the church thing. The church thing usually doesn't work. Religion doesn't work. What I want you to have is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. How many people know that relationships change you? Um, um, let me, let me check, check this out. Um, I, 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 I use this right quick. When I, um, when I, um, when I, um, got married to my wife, I mean, how many, when I got married to my wife, let me know about, how you know the relationship with changes? Okay? So I got married to my wife. So when I first got married to my wife, she, we go to the store, she's like, hold your purse, hold, hold, hold my purse. I'd be like, shoot. Come on, come on, God, you put it. I ain't holding. I'm not holding no dog on purse. The devil's alive. I'm not doing no purse. I'm like, no, nah, it'd, it'd, it'd be right there. Five years. I've, I've been married for five years. All of a sudden, I'm like, okay. Gets closer. It changes. Ten years. Married twenty years now. Twenty years, whatever. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it changes you, don't it? <laughs> Guess what? That's not religion. That's what? Religion doesn't change you. Relationships do. There are things you've done in relationships that you would never do for just religion. But guess what? God doesn't want you to have religion. He wants you to have relationship. And this morning, even this morning, I want you to have, I want to introduce you to a God that will change how you act. Not instantly, but one day at a time. And pretty soon, things that you were fearful of will become no big deal because why? You know who you are in God. So I'm going to pray. If you're here this morning, you've never called on God. You've never accepted God. You don't know about God. Today is your day to come and know God and to leap out and say, God, I'm ready for you. I've tried religion. I've tried church. But today, God, I want to have a personal relationship with you that you would come into my life and change me one day at a time. Real simple, this church. We don't got to hop through pews. And, and, and No, it's real easy. I'm going to say a prayer. You can be at your seat. All you got to do is raise your hand, and we'll start the journey. This is not a one, this is not a one deal and done. No, it's a journey of faith that we'll walk together hand in hand, together, as your pastor and disciple, and we'll do it together, learning how to walk this thing in faith together. In Jesus' name, that's all. Let's pray. Father God, there might be someone here this morning through the teaching of your word, not a, just the teaching of the word, and allowing your Holy Spirit to do what it does. May have touched someone today, God, and said, and told them, it's time to come home. It's time to be with me. You're here this morning. And you 
have never had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, at your seat, if you feel the Holy Spirit telling you right now, come be part of me. If you want to confess with your mouth, believe in that Christ died for your sins, and you're ready to come and receive this, the gift of salvation, if you're here this morning, you receive. This is what you're saying. Pastor Moore, I need Jesus Christ. I've tried everything else in the world. I need Jesus Christ in my life. If you're here this morning, you need Christ in your life, would you please raise your hand? Secondly, you may have been in church, did the church thing, and, and somebody in church ran you away. You was mad at God. God didn't do it. It was people. God never left you. That's why you feel, hear his voice, and feel his presence. And this morning, my prodigal son, my prodigal daughter, God is saying, it's time for you to come home. Come back to me. If you're here this morning, you want to come back home to God and restore it back to your family. If you're here this morning, would you please raise your hand and come on back home? And thirdly, you are a Christian. You know God. You have a relationship with God, but you want to have a church home, a family, a place of nurturing, cultivation. Every believer needs a place, needs a shepherd to guide them, direct them. And I believe about you the way God believes about you. God said you're a fearful one for me. God said you're the apple of his eye. And God said you're blessed to be a blessing. And I believe that about you because that's what God believes about you. And so do I. No matter where you are in life, I believe that about you. If you're here this morning, you need part of our church family. All you have to do at your seat is raise your hand. Say, Pastor, I need to be only part of the church family. I want to grow with this church family. I want to walk this journey of faith with this family. If you're here this morning, you want to be part of our church family. Would you please just raise your hand and come to be part of our family this morning. Father God, bless those who are here. Bless those who are just seeking you, seeking you. Father God, do what you can do for them. It's the only way you can do it. We love you. We praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.